0: Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. Rob Woods is joining us today from the Kansas City Neighborhood and Housing Services Department to talk about neighborhood cleanup and assistance programs. This week's episode is made possible by Shemekah Deli, Seaberg Mufflers, and Merck Co-op. Thanks for joining me, Robert. How are you today?
1: Good, Abby. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Cool. Uh, So how long have you been with Neighborhood and Housing Services?
1: Uh, I've been with the city for... Three years. Um, All three years have been with neighborhoods and housing.
0: Okay, great. Uh, Well, as you know, spring is here in Kansas City, and we had our first neat cleanup of the season last weekend. And, you know, I can hear lawnmowers going almost every afternoon. People are out doing yard work and stuff. (laughs) So it seems like this is a great time to talk about some of the city programs that are here to assist neighbors. Why don't we start talking about the cleanup? You said you have some great numbers for us for the turnout, despite the rain.
1: Despite the rain, right. So, you know, um, Northeast is always pretty active um, and I do applaud them for their efforts on being very involved and in wanting to make sure that their neighborhoods are clean. So, you know, from that cleanup, um, we had the tire collection um, in the tire collection, we collected 1,289 tires. Um, that's with and without the rims in them. Um, that was collected at Concourse. Um, we did have the electronics team. that collected everything with a plug and a cord, including appliances, um, washer, dryer, um, anything with Freon in it, it wasn't charged, but they still managed to collect three thousand three hundred and fifty-four pounds, um, and that was on Ninth and Van Brunt at that Ninth and Van Brunt Park. Um, the other locations, as far as Concourse, Lichens, Bud Park, Sheffield Park, and at the CarQuest, which is uh, North Blue uh, North Blue Ridge area, off of Independence. Um, There were a total of 55 tons of trash collected. um, And this was in a matter of four hours. So um, we did all of this in four hours. I think I had at least four trucks. And these are solid waste trucks that was fully filled before 12 o'clock. So I think the Northeast did a pretty significant job. Um, and really kicking off uh, the spring cleanup. So,
0: yeah, that's crazy uh, just thinking about those numbers. But also, this is the first time we've had an electronics pickup like this in the area. Yes. What was the importance of adding that to this year's event?
1: Uh, after talking to uh, Scott Wagner, one of the organizers, um, just had a real in depth conversation about how the need um, was for electronics. Um, what I do is I try to figure out the data, of the cleanups. Yes, we've been having a, the Northeast cleanup for a while now, um, but it had been asked about doing the electronics or adding electronics to the Northeast cleanups. Um, so we kind of did it as a pilot. But you know, even with the rain, um, to collect that much is a lot. Um, so I think that was a pretty good turnout. Um, You know, anything that we can do to get the trash off the street, uh, lower the percentages of illegal dumping, um, that's pretty much the purpose of these cleanups.
0: For sure. You can always tell. People bring things to those cleanups that they've been hanging on to for quite a while sometimes. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I know um, a couple of the neighborhoods already utilize some of these programs. Um, Like Pendleton Mm -hmm. Heights is excited to start the dumpster program again this spring. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit more about what all that entails and kind of the reasoning behind it?
1: So the dumpster program for the city um, is a four hour event. It goes from 8 to 12 uh, on Saturdays only. Now we do put everybody in in their quadrant. So we have four quadrants. Um, the Northland um, is in the third Saturday uh, from the River to 31st Street um, is the first Saturday. Um, from 31st to 63rd is the fourth Saturday. Um, so, uh, and then 63rd South is the second Saturday. So South Kansas City is the second Saturday. This runs from May through October the participation as far as the river the 31st and this is north south east west uh, in kansas city limits um, has not been as great um, but you know definitely i think it's pretty good for the registered neighborhood associations homeowner associations we do have some block clubs in there as well um, pretty much any association that is registered with the city of kansas city missouri Um, can participate in the dumpster program Um, and the dumpsters involve uh, two different types of dumpsters. so they are all 40 yard dumpsters but you cannot mix leaf and brush and trash so if you are going to have a dumpster event um, we advise you to have at least someone super advising or monitoring those dumpsters to make sure that there's no appliances with hazardous materials um, put into the dumpsters, no tires put into the dumpsters, and also making sure that trash and leaf and brush are separate um, so they have their own dumpster.
0: Sure. And, you know, those are provided to those groups that are reduced cost, right? So what is the yes. estimate on those?
1: So. The residents only pay $60. All we're asking for is $60. These are $300 dumpsters, okay? So uh, the city foots the rest of that bill. So that $240 goes on to the city. Uh, We just ask the residents to pay the $60 per dumpster. Um, Now, the thing about the dumpster program that I have to emphasize to people is that when I say that March 1st is when we start taking requests, that that is definitely March first. Um, so, a lot of times we reach the max because there's only a maximum of twenty dumpsters per weekend that can go out. So once we reach that max of dumpsters, um, that neighborhood organization has to pick another day. So that's why we emphasize the fact of getting those dumpster requests in on March the first every year or whatever that first day of March falls on on that Monday. Um, this year, I think it was the second, but um, most of the time, the first day of March on that Monday, the first Monday of March, um, definitely get those dumpster request forms in because it's a rat race, but this mm-hmm. is a first come first serve program. So I have to emphasize that to people when they turn in stuff in April or in May, and they're like, hey, I can't get my you know, days, yeah, because they're already taken and, and that's how fast these are coming now. Obviously, the city is trying to improve on uh, the number of dumpsters per week, you know, maybe maximizing at the 40. Um, but right now, obviously, with the pandemic and the budget constraints, uh, we're, we're just doing the best we can just to hang on to the program because we understand it is pretty pivotal to Kansas City.
0: For sure. So, you know, maybe it might be too late. The schedule is pretty full this year already. But mm-hmm. if people are planning ahead for next year, how can they sign up for that?
1: You know, Abby, truthfully, um, and like I said earlier, uh, especially when I'm talking to, uh, to Northeast, um, from the River to 31st, is still wide open. So those first weekends, we still have dumpsters available. Um, so I would definitely encourage folks that live or neighborhoods that live from the river to 31st street um, to contact me um, or email me go to the website the neighborhood cleanup assistance program website get that form in, get the money in um, because they still have ample dumpsters available uh, from may through october um, so now once we get into the other quadrants that's where we have the basically because they they literally take them quickly but from the river to 31st i really would love some more participation as far as into the dumpster programs because we're not maxing those out
0: yeah that's great to hear hopefully people can get yeah. signed up for the summer
1: yeah going back to what you were saying as far as getting ready for next year i can only emphasize the fact that that first monday in march um to bring your request forms in Um, Along with the check um, money order, we do not accept cash, Um, those request forms have all of the information that you need and they need to be fully filled out. So um, a lot of times we kind of run into issues with uh, property management trying to put their contact information down, but they're not out there on Saturdays, I need to talk to the person who's going to be at that event, who's going to be there Saturday, who's going to be available because these are contractors um, that are dropping these dumpsters. These guys come from Harrisonville. They come from Belton. They do not live in Kansas city, Missouri. (laughs) So uh, a lot of times I have to tell people like they literally have to use a GPS to find your address. So you can't just say, Hey, around the corner from such and such, because they have no clue what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so especially in Northeast, people, you know, yeah, the streets said, are so hey. narrow, there's so many one ways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I'll tell everybody, put the address down, even if you have to work off of an address, hey, it's behind this address or it's next to this address, but at least give us an address so we can base it off of. So definitely that is pivotal to make sure that we fully complete the request forms.
0: For sure. So the city also has a tire amnesty program, right? For, I mean, so yeah. many tires were picked up like in the thousands last weekend, just to mm-hmm. Northeast. But other times, you know, if somebody comes across a pile and they just want to get rid of it now, what can they do?
1: Are they, you saying that they're not a part of a neighborhood association or they are?
0: I mean, either a neighborhood association or, that just doesn't have a cleanup scheduled or mm-hmm. just a neighbor who finds, you know, a bunch of tires they feel like, disposing
1: of. Right. And I would definitely suggest that they call 311. Um, and that's why I asked if it was a neighborhood association or just an individual resident, um, as a neighborhood association, they have the, the option of calling the city and basically getting a, a letter stating, hey, um, that we want to take these dumps, these tires and move them to the Ramus, which is, of the tire area um, so they can take those to the tire place but they need a letter to to drop them off for free so the city can provide the neighborhood association or the homeowner association with a letter to they can give to the tire drop off Um, but as an individual resident if you see tires that are legally dumped um we also suggest you call three one 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 and report them the same thing with illegal dumping um which that would technically be considered illegal dumping as well um so we definitely want everything to be reported and that's how we get things off the street faster a lot of times i, I talk to residents and they're like hey this area over here is a constant dump spot there's stuff dumped over i'm like "Well, did you call the city well you know I, I didn't really call the city and it's like you need to call the city and get that reported. and if it has been reported and there's nothing been done about it call them again follow up on that case number that they give you um, to make sure that the stuff's done I, I can't stress enough uh, the involvement uh, of the residents um to if you see it say something um we can't just sit there and let it fest over uh, we understand it's springtime, but we also understand with springtime uh, comes back the bugs, the rodents, and everything else uh, when you have illegally dumped items uh, on the side of a road or wherever.
0: It's time to take a break to thank our sponsors Jamaica's Online Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at Jamaica'sOnline.com. Find their new deli at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shamaica's, where customers become friends and friends become family.
1: From classics to campers, hot rods to hoopties, Seaburg Muffler, your exhaust headquarters since 1974, Armor Road in Burlington in North Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome to the table. The Merck Co-op is a grocery store owned by your neighbors and you if you choose. Unlike corporate chains, Merck Co-op is totally independent and owned by the community members who shop here. Merck Co-op your community-owned grocery store, and so much more. Stop in today at 501 Minnesota Avenue in Kansas City, Kansas,
0: or see our weekly ad in the Northeast News. And now back to the newscast. You know, now there's even an app for the city where you can make those 311 yes. reports through the app. You don't even have to pick up the phone and call anyone.
1: <laughs> hmm Yeah, and I think the My Mo app um, is a very useful tool um, as far as not only um reporting issues um but also if you're looking for blue bags um they can show you the uh the numbers uh and the cancers the community action networking centers that we have all over the cities um that distribute or has these blue bags to distribute out um as well as picking up those blue bags so uh and and then we go in also to illegal dumping uh, the good thing about that my KC Mo app is a lot of times people are having real trouble um, showing the area where the bags are or where the illegal dumping is. That app will literally pinpoint your GPS location on your smartphone and all you have to do is say, hey, I'm right here. You don't even have to put down the address. You just point it out. Hey, it's right here. and Bam, it will already generate the address for you. So I think that is something um, that is very helpful with the app. Also another thing that I tell people all the time, uh, a picture speaks volumes um, to us. So a lot of times uh, people might not be able to describe the trash. Um, You have to understand that um, each piece of trash might have a different truck have to come out and get it. So if it's brush or something that's been dumped, um, that's a truck if it's tire that's another truck uh, if it's bulky items that's another truck so and if it's uh, appliances or freon containing items that's another truck so we're looking at almost four trucks that might have to come out if there's just one pile of trash <laughs> so um, a lot of times I tell people hey take a picture of it take a picture of the area that it's in that'll be easy for us to not only find it but to send out the correct resources to get that stuff off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we would all appreciate a little more efficiency, make your guys' job easier, make our, you know, reporting of these things easier. Um, right. And hopefully they'll all get done quicker. Yeah. So yeah, the blue bag program, let's talk a little bit about that. I know you mentioned mm-hmm. that you can pick them up at can centers, but what exactly does that mean? You know, what are the ba- blue bags used for?
1: <laughs> well, uh, Blue bags, uh, they have the KC emblem on them. I did have them, but they're flying off the shelf right now. Um, they're big industrial bags and they have the KC emblem on them. Those bags are used only for cleanups, cleaning up of vacant lots. If your street has trash on the curve, OK, cleaning up right there, um, or just neighborhoods is to say, hey, we got to just trash the area and we want to do a cleanup around the neighborhood. That's fine. Uh, the only thing that we tell people, they are not used for your personal household trash. Okay, so um, I, I don't want you to think that, hey, I could just bring my trash out, put it in a blue bag every week and I can have three or four bags of trash. No, that is not how they're supposed to be used. They're only supposed to be used for cleaning up right of or vacant lots or just trash around the neighborhood, not your personal trash. So uh, and we encourage people to go to our eight can centers from the Northland all the way down to South Kansas City um, that has tons of blue bags. Um, and they will just ask for information as far as um, if you're part of a neighborhood association, they will ask you write that down. Um, If you're cleaning up an area, they would ask for you to write that down as well, the area that you're cleaning up. So they just have to ask pertinent information to report back to the city because we do provide these bags as a a free service to the residents.
0: Sure. And so where's, I guess, the closest pickup location to Northeast? Is that the Blue Valley one?
1: Yeah, so we have Blue Valley, which is north of um, East High School at guadalupe center um so that will be the closest one for northeast uh, i have to talk to uh, is her name bobby on cid independence uh, she she was collecting blue bags for a while as far as distributing them out but i would have to get an update on that as well so but those blue bags are definitely in that area sure and again and- they can always call the city um if if they're unsure about where to go and and we can kind of tell them or they can use the app.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so the address for that Blue Valley uh, Can Center is 1512 Van Brunt. um, And the chamber is right on Independence Avenue there. So say somebody does get the blue bags and they clean up, you know, all the sidewalks in their neighborhood or something. What do they do with those bags after they're done?
1: They put them on a right-of-way. So... Uh, and do you know what the right-of-way is?
0: That would be, for example, like between the sidewalk and the street.
1: Excellent, excellent. (laughs) You're going somewhere. A lot of people are like, what is a right-of-way? You keep talking about a right-of-way. So yeah, definitely between the sidewalk and the street. If you don't have a sidewalk, just close to the street on that curb, um, but not on the street. Um, But we want the trash guys to see it. As soon as the trash guys see them, they are supposed to pick them up immediately okay that's just how it's supposed to be the system set up now i will tell people if you don't have the blue bags close to a residential um home um or area where the trash man pick up regular trash at um i would just call in a lot of times i'll tell people regardless if you got a at a residential or not or just at a vacant lot I was still calling just to make sure that they are reported, and also a lot of times I tell people to report it because we don't ever want the trashman to think, "Hey, they're over here just putting out personal trash." So if you report it, be like, "Hey, I've reported this. This has been reported." So I don't want anybody to think that, "Hey, I'm bringing out my own personal trash. Um, this is trash from the neighborhood. This is not my personal trash." So. A lot of times I tell people, go ahead and report that um, either through 311 or the My KC Mo app, um, and they will come and pick those up.
0: Yeah, great. That sounds like an awesome system um, that yes. hopefully people will get out and utilize with this nice weather.
1: <laughs> you know, we had the press conference a few weeks ago, the city manager, the mayor, um, Michael Shaw, the director of public works. Um, as well as a few residents from the city who organized cleanups. Um, And he did uh, announce about, you know, getting people to go out to the can centers and getting those blue bags. There has been a a surge of blue bags being taken off the shelf. So I had to deliver blue bags this morning. Um, So, you know, whatever we can do to assist um. Bring those resources out. Uh, we're all willing to help. So,
0: yeah, definitely. And it makes the city look better. <laughs> it
1: does. It does.
0: So, lastly, let's kind of talk about the city's Adopt a Street program, which is actually run through the Kansas City Crime Commission, right? Yes. Um, how does that work? You know, how do people? What exactly does adopting a street mean?
1: Well, adopting a street is, is pretty much. Um, taking care of the trash um, that is on that stretch of land. Um, the crime commission, they have blue bags um, and they have their own procedure um, on how they do things. I mean, there is a certain amount of cleanups you do have to do. It's a requirement now um, through the Casey crime commission's adopt the street. Um, so they just want people to get involved in, in cleaning up um, their neighborhoods or that portion of land that, that they have adopted, so um, I don't want to get into too much detail because they do run that program pretty efficiently. Um, but we definitely want people to if they do adopt the street to definitely take care of that piece of land with the trash uh, being removed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And do you think uh, commitments like planning a cleanup or adopting a street kind of build pride within one's community?
1: It does. It does. And, you know, I've been doing this. This is going into my third year of organizing uh, cleanups. Uh, at first, when I started, you know, we, it, and it's it's a big difference between a dumpster program and the major cleanups. Now, what I call the major cleanups is like the knee cleanup where you have multiple neighborhoods um, cleaning up at one time. Um, The dumpster program has been around for a while and people kind of do the isolation of, hey, the dumpsters in my neighborhood, this is just for my residents in my neighborhood. And that's fine. That's fine. That's why we have those different options. I always encourage the bigger cleanups as far as like the neat cleanup, the district cleanups, um, because I feel like we get a lot more done uh, you know, I understand COVID kind of threw off our little social beings um, for a little bit, but you know, before COVID, and I think we're going back into the notion. Uh, it really started to bring people and neighborhoods together more um, because they're like, hey, you know, we're really trying to get this whole area cleaned up you know, why just clean up Pendleton Heights? Uh, why just clean up Independence Plaza when we can clean up the entire Independence Avenue? <laughs> you know, so I am about the the bigger picture here. Um, I definitely love the fact of working in unison and having multiple neighborhoods work in unison as far as, hey, getting cleanups done. Um, even last Saturday, um, when people was like, hey man, this line is too long over here, but park, I'm like, hey, we got Likens Park, we have Sheffield, we have Concourse, you got the Car Quest area down in North Blue Ridge. Um, and we have neighborhood leaders out mingling with people, talking to people. Um, Letting them know hey this is what's going on, this is what we're doing, Um, we're trying to have different resources out like the 311 call center try to come out, Uh, we have the fire department who distributes out flyers now Um, It's doing outreach as far as smoke alarms and fire alarms. Um, So it's a plethora of different things that these cleanups bring, Um, but most of all they're bringing communities together. Um, for a purpose of bettering their community. So I think we've only just started on on the fact of the resources with COVID. Yes, that slowed things down, but I feel like once we start branching out of the pandemic, um, people will really see these resources flying out. So we're doing as much as we can, trying to be socially distanced and still connect with the community um, wherever we're at. So. I, I definitely think this is definitely a positive for Kansas City, uh, I know a lot of people look at it as hey man the city's trash but you know definitely I, I look at it in the outlook of if you don't have a solution and what are you doing. Um, it's not just about the trash it's about what we can do for the people beyond the trash, um, how can we get rid of the trash and maintain it from being trashy again so. I have to look on this the spectrum of, I don't want to look at. Hey, we're just gonna pick that trash up one time and it'll be done. I want to pick the trash up and maintain the trash not being back. So, that's where we're kind of at with it. Um, but like I said, um, definitely bringing the community together with the things that we're doing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you know, around Northeast, there's so many parks, and you know, whether you're shopping on Independence Avenue or you're. Mm-hmm. Playing basketball at the concourse or you know walking along cliff drive there's already groups dedicated to cleaning up those areas you know they might do a couple cleanups themselves a couple times a year but seeing them all come together for the big neat cleanups and things like that kind of collaborating sharing resources sometimes sharing energy um it's really positive to see and we hope uh you know now that everybody's getting vaccinated we can kind of get back to that like you were saying
1: right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I, I just definitely, you know, I, I when I started doing the third district cleanups and this was not really neat, but I really want to go into the neat cleanups with this. After the third district cleanup, we would get together and have a big barbecue like it was crazy. Like, you know, you talking about 12 neighborhoods in one building, everybody's just happy because they've worked hard that day and now they're eating. Um, And they was feeding the the solid waste workers, you know, everybody in the city was coming together. Uh, And I think that is a major thing that the city needs. Uh, We need people to come together. We need communities to come together and and for a good purpose. And if that's doing a cleanup uh, and really bringing people together, then I think that's something that that we need to push on.
0: For sure. And good food is always a nice incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to add about neighborhood and housing services or cleanups in general before we conclude here?
1: Uh, so on, and I'm working on a flyer right now, which I'll have it out, but on May 22nd, um, we're going to hit um, the Northeast again with the same cleanup. The only difference is there's not going to be the electronics team. Um, I was talking to Scott Wagner, you know, we didn't really understand or know how this weather was going to Deter the numbers of people coming out because sometimes if it starts raining, people like I'm not gonna go out, or oh, they probably just canceled. it. So um, I said, you know what, May 22nd, we'll have the leaf and brush trucks out, and we'll also have the tire truck out again. Um, now, uh, July 17th, I will just have the electronics team out at um, a location. I don't know if it'll be Ninth or Van Brunt but we'll do a le- another electronics collection at Northeast as well. So looking at uh, Northeast having the May 22nd, which will be at the same locations, the flyers will be out um, from eight to noon, uh, as well as the tire truck will be out at Concourse. Uh, July 17th, um, there will be the electronics team, which again, i have been make another flyer for that. That will be in Northeast. Um, and then on October the 9th, um, will be the fall uh, northeast cleanup. So again, we'll have the electronics team out at that one as well. I might even have the shredder truck out there. <laughs> uh, so you never know. Like I'm, I'm full of tricks here. Uh, you know, I definitely want to help the neighborhoods out as much as possible. All of these things will be advertised out, but you know, I always say the tagline of "We are trying to give people multiple opportunities." To get stuff out without illegal dumping.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if people can plan ahead, even better. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we appreciate it so much from hearing from you. And um, if anybody has any questions, they can go to Neighborhood and Housing Services um, on the kcmo.gov website. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Rob Woods with Kansas City's Neighborhood and Housing Services Department. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and thank you for supporting our sponsors, Shamika's Deli, Seabrook Mufflers, and Merck Co-op. Find all our episodes, articles, and more at northeastnews.net.